0: You're listening to Reflections on Leadership with Carl Bimshaw. Well, here we are at the close of another year. Was it everything you expected? More or less? You know by now you can't simply wish things into being. You have to work things into being. The Reflections on Leadership podcast aims to challenge your perspective, provide inspiration, and give insights to help you manage better and lead well. This year was a very good year for the show. We conducted 20 interviews with leaders from all walks of life, doubled the total number of downloads, reached a wider audience, and posted 99 episodes. This one is number 100. What follows are the five most popular episodes from 2019. They are Three Words, Diversity, Leading Rebels, How to Apologize, and Do you run a learning organization? At Carl Bimshaw Consulting, our vision is to create environments where great leaders outnumber lousy leaders and better leadership is the norm, not the exception. Your support of the Reflections on Leadership podcast helps us move even closer to that vision. Thank you and have a happy new year. Three words. Hi, this is Carl Bimshaw, and you're listening to another edition of Reflections on Leadership. Choose three words. With three words, you can set a theme for your year without all the P measures, R measures, KPIs, parental or religious guilt, or anything else that has made planning your year feel like a burden instead of the optimist fun it should be. Your theme becomes your personal mantra. It keeps you focused on your goal or goals for the next 12 months. Use a few simple words. It's practically zen compared to the cacophony of metrics and graphs, which will come later, but will become refreshingly relevant. If no words immediately resonate with you, here's a prompt. Pick one of your values, pick one of your skills, and pick one of your aspirations. Don't like it? Choose different words. It's your theme. It doesn't have to fit a logical formula, nor do they have to make sense to other people. Your theme only has to work for you. Hi, this is Carl Bimshaw, and you're listening to another edition of Reflections on Leadership. If you're in a room of leaders, and less than half of them are women, or nearly everyone is within your shade, you're not getting the whole story. You see, diversity of thought, life experiences, and belief systems are what makes organizations stronger. The fittest ideas can flourish, and greater numbers of people benefit. If the room you're in looks like you, you're not learning enough. You'll feel comfortable and perhaps feel nourished, but you will not find enrichment. For that, you need new voices, younger, older, paler, darker, wealthy, impoverished. So make room at your table or find room at theirs. Otherwise, you'll have an incomplete picture and any solution or ideas to important problems are likely to come up short and be far less effective. As a leader, you don't want to be solving the same problems time after time. It feels good when people agree with you right away, but adversity and diversity makes you stronger, and when former foes agree, that's even better. Leading Rebels Hi, this is Carl Bimshaw, and you're listening to another edition of Reflections on Leadership. Good leaders don't tell you to sit down, stay in your lane, or wait your turn. People with a threatened agenda do that. No, good leaders listen to the beat you dance to and incorporate it into their vision. They recruit you and make you know that you matter. They don't scold you and consider you insignificant. Good leaders know how to herd cats. They admire the diversity of independent thought and the contributions such thinking makes to the bigger goal. Good leaders celebrate they don't berate. When you veer off course, run counter to the values, purpose, and mission you said you support, they hold you accountable, not hostage. They raise your standards and produce excellence, not excuses. So color outside the lines without drifting. Be heard with elegant clarity, not bombastic noise. Embrace what's before you, friend or foe, because exclusion does little but grow resentment. Wisdom is not a function of age, It is the application of insight to produce results. So is leadership. So lead well from where you are. How to Apologize. Hi, this is Coral Bimshaw, and you're listening to another edition of Reflections on Leadership. Because so few get it right, here's a periodic reminder on how to properly apologize. No, just saying sorry isn't enough, and being inconvenienced by another's lack of belief in your remorse isn't their problem, it's yours. Also, don't demand an apology from those who wronged you. It's petty on your part, and it gives them false cover with forced insincerity. When you goofed, do the following. One, admit you have done something wrong, and you need to make up for it. This is an important point, You have to know that you've done something wrong. If you don't, there's no sense in apologizing because it'll just come across as insincere, which it is. Number two, take full responsibility for your actions and sincerely apologize to anyone you have harmed. There's no ifs or buts in this. You know you've harmed them. You see it in their reaction. Number three, apologize with urgency. Don't be tempted, particularly if you're in a corporate environment, to wait for the attorneys to finally craft everything and do some CYA damage control. While you're spending your time trying to craft your message perfectly, the anger is festering and you're causing more problems. That's the point of the apologizing with urgency. Number four, tell anyone you have harmed specifically what you did wrong and how you feel about what you did. This proves that you know what you did was wrong. And when you're specific, you can test for understanding to make sure that what you feel is wrong is what they think was wrong too, so that you're able to have some better communication. And letting them know how you feel about it brings some humanity back to you. Were you embarrassed? Were you ashamed? Were you thoughtless? Number five, recognize that what you did is inconsistent with whom you want to be. We're all gonna make mistakes. Life is a continuous, hopefully, improvement. And so if you're pushing barriers and trying to live outside your comfort zone, it's inevitable that you're gonna make mistakes. But you won't be losing sight of your values. That would make you inconsistent. And so when you do that is when you wanna apologize. Number six, make amends and demonstrate your commitment Do not repeat the act by changing your behavior. This is a difficult one because it's not just saying you're sorry, it's fixing it. Making amends is finding out from the people who you have harmed how you can make it better. And if it's within your control, be committed to trying to do something about it. You might not be able to, but doing that behavior is a change in your behavior. And that will help prove the sincerity of your apology finally, and a very important note, people are under no obligation to forgive you. Now this only works if you feel remorseful. Yeah, you can try to fake it, but lack of sincerity tends to announce itself. So don't. Instead, own up and show some self-leadership. Do you run a learning organization? Hi, this is Carl Bimshaw, and you're listening to another edition of Reflections on Leadership. No matter the size of your organization, if you want to become more effective, increase productivity, increase profit, and grow client satisfaction, then there is no better way than building a workplace environment geared toward continuous learning. Creating a place where insights and creativity can flourish only happens when everyone agrees to the following guidelines. You've got to decide to learn, learn with others expect to make mistakes and find the patterns now designing learning opportunities for your organization is easier when everyone has a commitment to development there are four simple questions that can help you prepare experiences that are effective relevant and fun number one who are the learners number two what are we learning about number three how will we engage with the content and with each other And finally, number four, how will we know what we know? Here are eight learning outcomes to consider. Do you understand the relationship between learning and the bottom line of the business? Do you encourage intelligent risk-taking? Does everyone help manage the business? Does everyone communicate clearly and effectively? Are you amazing your clients? Does everyone create a competitive advantage jointly? Can everyone see their contributions to the bigger picture? And are you measuring change and learning? If you're on track, great, keep going. And if you've got some more work to do, well, remember one more thing. Lessons with laughter last longer. If you're enjoying this podcast, share it with your friends and be sure to visit LeadershirtsPlus.com for some fun gift ideas.